You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. South Africa's long-awaited unemployment data has been released today. And yeah, when I say long-awaited, I really do mean long-awaited. It's been a couple of months overdue. With me is the Chief Economist at Investec in Johannesburg, and that's Annabelle Bishop. Why is it so late, Annabelle? It's late because they had problems collecting the data. They had survey difficulties. Remember also, of course, lockdown as well in South Africa was extremely harsh. People were actually confined to their homes. People forget this in the month of April. It was pretty dire here. I mean, you basically were literally allowed out if you absolutely have to buy something from the probably the grocery shop, you know, the food shop or, or the pharmacy, but you were supposed to order everything online. People just weren't allowed to move. And of course, you know, May did see some easing of restrictions, but again, you know, this is the second quarter. And of course, you know, that made it very difficult for Status 8 to obviously collect the data. And of course, the big issue they really had was that a lot of people just didn't reply to their surveys. You know, you sent surveys out to companies on their labor data. And of course, if they delayed and don't come back, I mean, maybe the companies have closed permanently or temporarily, or maybe the companies just don't want to report the data because they're not sure if they're going to be retrenching. Everything's just been very up in the air. So many things to contemplate there, but let me just read you the first couple of paragraphs of the report that you kindly sent me earlier on. It says here, Statistics South Africa cautions that it was unable to conduct its survey on the labour force as usual in the second quarter of this year, and as a result, its estimates of the second quarter 2020 unemployment rate was not based on a full sample and is not comparable with other periods. Well, why put out in other words um in the second quarter you didn't say that i said that in your second paragraph you go on to say in the second quarter of this year stats sa estimates that just over two million individuals lost their employment lowering the total number employed to 14.1 million in a population of 60 million while those not economically active rose to 20.6 million from nine from 15.4 million in the first quarter all that leads to a misleading fall in the second quarter unemployment rate from what i can see Please explain, Annabelle, because I'm confused. Well, you know, it does really. I mean, you've got 2 million people who were employed in the first quarter of this year, you know, 2.2 million, and they're not employed in the second quarter of that year, uh, of this year. And, you know, when that happens, the unemployment rate rises. And, you know, I think that's why you're confused and everyone else as well is. But instead of popping them into the unemployed, they've put them into the not economically active. And if you're not economically active, and here's the big kicker, you're not deemed part of the labor force. In other words, you're deemed to be, you know, choosing not to be economically active. You're not contributing. And the reason why this is a problem um, is because that then lowers you know, what you divide your um, unemployed by. You know, you're dividing the unemployed by a lot fewer individuals in the labor force. But, you know, the real problem here is that they shouldn't have been moved from being employed to not economically active. They should have been moved from being employed to being unemployed. Yes. Even if, you know... Um, and the expanded definition, if you if you want to work but you can't find a job, you haven't looked for one because you haven't been able to look for one, then, then you fall into the unemployed again, but you fall into the expanded definition. Now, now, you know, what this really means is people probably did want to work in the second quarter of this year because, you know, the government payments, the TERS payments, the stipend the government was giving uh, as a grant to, to people was much lower than the salaries they would have been able to earn in the private sector. So they just basically were, um, you know, just, they basically were individuals in, in the expanded um, unemployment um, definition, really people who wanted to work would prevent doing so from circumstances. So, you know, that's really the way that I look at it. But of course, government's chosen to take the unemployed and put them in the not economically active. Well, you can do that with every single person who's unemployed. I mean, they're not economically active. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just ridiculous. The unemployment rates. There are lies. Ridiculous. 
there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. And there is lies, damn lies, and statistics, and statistics South Africa. And I, I don't know where that, where that comes in. The unemployment rate, because of what you just said, and because of what Stats SA has deemed right, uh, the unemployment rate consequently has dropped to 23.3% in the second quarter, down from 30.1% in the first quarter due to these anomalies that you've just expertly described. And the second quarter's rate is not a true reflection of the unemployment environment in, in SA. So now, Annabelle Bishop, Chief Economist at Investing, what is the real unemployment rate in South Africa? Well, the shocker is that it's 45%. No, it can't be. The second quarter of this year, we've calculated, would have come on at 45%. From, up from 30% in the first quarter, if the people who are unemployed, the additional unemployed people, you know, the 2.2 million um, in the uh, second quarter of this year, if those 2.2 million had been popped into the people who are unemployed, as opposed to being popped into the non-economically active. And, you know, if you then obviously leave them in the labor force, you would then get an unemployment rate of 45%. Possibly government didn't want to put them out. But, you know, why this is so very inconsistent is that other countries haven't done that. Other countries like the United States have allowed the unemployment rate to rise sharply in the second quarter in their statistics, and it is what it is. In South Africa, something is, you know, being really changed here. And it's not just that, you know, they didn't have enough time to collect the data or they couldn't get all the data, but they've compiled it as well. It's not the same as other countries are compiling their unemployment data. So what happens now? The people that are economically inactive or whatever the phrase was versus unemployed, what happens? How do they then become unemployed or do they stay in a state of economic or a job zombieism, if you like? How do they get back to being unemployed? Well, you know, they're pretty much unemployed anyway, but how they get back to being officially defined as being unemployed is they, they go out into the streets and they start wandering around looking for jobs. And then they write down their forms, yes, in the last two weeks, we actively pursued the, the thing of getting a job. You know, we actually actually went out and looked for one. And of course, you know, that the concern certainly is that under your expanded definition of unemployment, well, you know, that's where people who want to work and are unemployed but haven't been able to go and look for a job fall. And, you know, you know, one wonders if that's going to pop them into the expanded unemployment rate, unemployment definition, or straight into the unemployment, you know, official one as well. So it's, it's terribly, terribly confusing and very unclear why they've done what they've done. Yes, you can logically say if you are not working, you are not economically active. But, you know, that's a bit disingenuous because everyone who's not working who's unemployed is not economically active. Yes, exactly. It's almost like there's a lost generation and these people that don't actually qualify for any statistical analysis. I, I, I just can't, I can't believe it. If I lose my job tomorrow, if I had a job in South Africa, I lost my job, I got a bit depressed, so I take a month off, and, but don't sign up for unemployment benefit or don't go and go to the local job centre and, and try and find a job, then I'm just, as I said, I'm a zombie. I'm an economic and statistical zombie. The problem here is that these people actually do want to work. You know, they've been prevented from doing so. They, they really wanted to, you know, work in the restaurants and, you know, all, all the different areas that were shut down in the lockdown, <coughs> high restrictions. They really wanted to work and they wanted to get those good incomes they were earning compared to, you know, the few hundred rand from tours. And, you know, this is the big difference, that it was a state-imposed lockdown. But the same things happened in other countries. And, you know, you see the unemployment rate rise to double digits in the United States from single digits. And the problem is, you know, in South Africa, we should have seen a jump in our unemployment rate too. We're probably going to be one of the few countries in the world where it fell. It does point to a statistical anomaly. Yes, but anyway, your case in point is that because of statistical anomalies, we're down to 23.1% from 30 
30%, whatever the numbers are, they need not detain us. But in reality, 45% of the workforce is unemployed in South Africa. Backward looking, maybe the next quarter will be a little bit better, Annabelle. Yes, the next quarter, paradoxically now, is going to see unemployment rise from 23% to a higher level because the people who are unemployed and also not economically active in the definition will now be increasingly becoming um, I don't know, probably not economically active, but <laughs> becoming employed, uh, unemployed because, you know, that, that they've chosen to put their hand up and say, you know, we're looking for a job. It's, it's, it's terribly confusing the way they've done it. It is. Well, I've got you on the line. Let's have a look at GDP. When's the next GDP number out and what are you expecting? I think certainly um, the good news is that <laughs> after the contraction of 51% in the second quarter of this year, or, you know, about 16%, if you, if you don't annualize it, you know, essentially multiplied by four, but obviously it's taken to the power of four, you, you're actually going to get a good rebound in the third quarter. So GDP, the third quarter GDP, the next one we're looking for, we're looking for a rebound of about 26%. Again, that's annualized, you know. the um, <clears throat> if, if you don't annualize it, it'll be like a high single-digit figure. That's the good news. And, you know, it typically, it is published in, um, and that's of course, you know, for the third quarter once again, as I said. Typically, it's published in December, and of course, we'll have to wait till then to see it. Yes, indeed, despite the fact that the third quarter ends in two days' time. Anyway, Annabel, thank you very much for your time. And that was Annabel Bishop, the Chief Economist at Investec in Johannesburg. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.